for how many turns? Just one right away. 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 Just one right away. Hey, Steve. Hey, Dave. Want to talk about Mad Men? You mean now? Yeah, I think now would be the best time. Yeah, all right. Sure, why not? With the recording running now, I think it's probably... Oh, okay. Well, yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. That makes makes sense. See, it, it has an, in, an internal consistency. Sure. As long as you buy into it, kind of like Freud. Yes. Um, <laughs> all this or Alice in Wonderland. Is, yeah, sure. That's fair. Yeah. As long as you... Or Star Trek. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's an internal weird consistency to things. And as long as you buy into one thing, you're oh, okay. I'm fine. Yep. Yeah. Uh, or that somebody could, uh, I don't know, steal somebody's identity and become an ad executive. <laughs> well, uh, we've seen it at least twice. We've, we have certainly seen. Yes. Uh, and the one we're talking about today is season six, episode 12, almost done season six. Uh, the quality of mercy originally aired on June 16th, 2013. Um. And I like this one a lot. Uh, it's all these all these weird things that are happening in season six are kind of coming together now, um, yeah. which which is good. It sort of makes you realize where they did some stuff. Um, so that's cool. Uh, I can tell you the finale is really nice. Um, I really quite like it. Mm. In fact, the finale has of season six has my second favorite scene maybe in the whole series. So it's nice. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Um so it's the quality of mercy, and that I think is from Portia and the Merchant of Venice. Is that right, yes. Doctor English that, Professor? That is right. Act okay. four, scene one, ah. in which Portia dress, dresses up as a man. She's dre- dressed up as a lawyer, and she gives this speech yes. um, to Shylock, uh, begging him to show mercy to Antonio. Okay, that's the whole whole pound of flesh thing. The, the pound of flesh bit. Yes. Okay. Right, okay. The whole okay. Pound of flesh bit. And it's you. You said here in our thing, it's controversial, and it's controversial because why? it's anti-Semitic. Well, it's like okay, I, I sort of th- thought it was maybe something else right. other than the fact that that's it's just an you anti-Semitic know, play. Yeah, you know, she she she's talking to um, a Jew, Shylock. Yeah. Yep. Um, and in it, she um, extols the, the 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 virtues of mercy, um, and and a tribute to God Himself is uh-huh. her phrase i see however she means a christian god i was gonna say i don't think she means shylock's god yeah right yeah you know and so and i always have this debate with students about whether it's an anti-semitic play or not Mm because that assumes that shakespeare is anti-semitic and my argument is we can't tell he might have been but we can't tell it's a tough thing because this is a like it's one of these things and we've talked about this even on talking about mad men is that yeah people can just say stuff and it's just in the air exactly it's not you know, anti-Semitism yeah. per se. It's just yeah. that that's just how it is, kind of thing. And, and and not only that is the play is clearly has anti-Semitism in it. The yeah. characters are clearly anti-Semitic. The society in which Shylock works is yes. clearly anti-Semitic. Yes. But is that Shakespeare just showing Re- the reflecting the times, right? Yeah. Well, like like Mad Men shows racism, sexism. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. mean Matt Weiner is it seems, it seems extremely unlike, unlikely. Exactly. Exactly. Matt right. So, you know, and, and it's, and it's because we can't, we don't know with Shakespeare. Right. Like, like we, we, we literally can't know it, you know, and so there's, there's always this attribute, attribute, 
uh, attributing the the actions of mm-hmm. the characters right. to the author. And right. Just because you know, I could write something about a Nazi, but doesn't doesn't make me a Nazi. <laughs> yes, I think right. That's you know, you know true. what I mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah you know. totally. Totally. I, I, I think that sometimes it gets lost and especially gets lost yeah. in the sort of hot take uh, soundbite world we live in. Yeah. I mean, and I'm, I'm not saying that there is an anti-Semitism in the play. Oh, it's full of anti-Semitism. And I've taught the play numerous times and we talk about the anti-Semitism. Yeah, it's you all know, over the place. Um, yeah, it's you know. in fact, there's so many anti-Semitic tropes in it that it's almost like you're thinking it, it was, was he trying to put extra ones in just for fun? I, yeah. Like, I yeah, mean, yeah. for example, we, we talk about this with Oliver twist mm-hmm. and the character Fagin. Yep. Clearly Dickens is reflecting anti-Semitic attitudes every time he just refers to him as the Jew. Yeah. Right. You know, and he, and, he, and, and some, some, some students, when they first read Oliver Twist, don't, don't even necessarily know the character's name. They just know yeah. him as the Jew. the Jew. Yeah. But we know that, that this comes from Dickens because there was a big controversy at his, even in his time in yes. 1837 when he published this. And he actually removes a lot of the references, okay. anti Semitic references. So we, we have clear reference that, that he sort of, and he had Jewish friends who complained, bitterly complained to him. But, right. uh, you know, there's, we have clear evidence that the references to the Jew and stuff like that, you know, are kind of on him. On him. Yeah. 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 And because he, he kind of realizes that un, unintentionally or not, it is coming from his own attitudes. Right. Exactly. You know, whereas we don't have that with Shakespeare because it's a play. Mm-hmm. So we don't have that kind of narrative voice coming down no. over it because, you know, we have Antonio, we have characters and, you know, like in Mad Men, we have anti-Semitic characters. We have yeah. racist characters, you know, but, and so is it, is it the writers who are racist? Well, no, of course not. Probably we know not. that. Yeah. seems right? unlikely. You yeah. know, um, possibly i suppose but I, sure un- i guess it's, it's unlikely possible. yeah it's unlikely yeah, it seems unlikely but but we we associate it with the characters not the writer exactly so like i can say you know we've talked about well think back to my old kentucky home and roger wearing blackface yeah exactly and i, I don't think that matt weiner's like you know i think blackface is really funny and i want to bring no. it back no and in, in, in fact in fact quite the opposite like literally would, would, doing the opposite yes. i would i would argue that he's not racist and that he's mocking roger for his racist attitude. And, and it's the same thing i think with uh tina Fey's use of blackface in 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 um 30 rock i, I it's yeah. the same sort of thing it's like but people miss subtlety a lot so yeah, yeah. but it's interesting this is great this is great uh and i think that i think shakespeare is stuff that people should be into because it's yeah. It's not just because it's classic English literature. It's actually fun stuff. And a lot of it's really good. <laughs> yeah. And I, I might've mentioned this before, but when, when, when people tell me they don't like Shakespeare, yeah, I tell them that, no, 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 they, it's not that you don't like Shakespeare. <laughs> right. It's that you don't know the, you don't like the way it's been presented, presented to you or taught. Exactly. The worst thing that happened to Shakespeare was, was te- some teachers got a hold of them. Right. Cause now, <laughs> now true. we kind of push, we kind of put Shakespeare up, up on this pedestal. Yeah. You know, there was, there was, you know, I, I, I might've mentioned this before and I'm, I'm going on a bit of a rant here, but that's, that's okay. fine. Um, there, there was an article in the, the English newspaper, the guardian mm-hmm. where some theater goers were upset because there was an, uh, a, um, a, pres- a, a production, that's the word I'm looking for production of Shakespeare that was used in the Northern English accent mm, neat. and they were upset 
and and my and the reason I get annoyed is because Shakespeare, the way we we speak Shakespeare, Gilgood, I mean Gilgood and and Olivier, they were yeah. terrible for Shakespeare because he didn't speak like that. No, not only that, not not only that, but but in his own plays, there are different accents. There really are, and that's something that when when you read Shakespeare and. One of the important things sometimes is to have, if, if you've got an annotated version of a play, it's nice to look at some of those footnotes because yeah. it, it explains this person's talking in this accent. That's yeah, why exactly. this is spelled differently. Exactly. And, and I teach Henry the fifth a lot. There, there's a whole scene where like some Scott, some Scottish soldiers and some Welsh soldiers are making fun of each other because of their accents. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So right. it's like, even within the play itself. Yeah. It, Not everyone has to speak in perfect received pronunciation, which was an accent developed in the mid 1860s. Yeah. And Shakespeare himself would not have spoken. That no, way. no. He probably spoke something akin to that's well, hard to know. Yeah, it's hard. But, to know. but yeah, there's some stuff on YouTube. People should go look anyway, it up. Yes, has yes. Shakespeare spoke. Uh, Crystal David Crystal. That's right. David Crystal. Great. David Crystal. Fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah. So good. Yeah. Look that up. Yeah, do that. Um, I'll keep I'll, I'll keep ranting about it. So yeah, let's move okay. on. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our new Shakespeare podcast where you just tell me things about Shakespeare. And I go, Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so we open with Donna sleep and I guess that's Sally's bed, as you pointed out to me, because of what recently yeah, happened I, and I, he feels shitty. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I, I that's, that's just a guess, but yeah, it, it's, well, it's, it's certainly Sally's or Bobby's, but you're probably right. It's probably Sally's. Um, Megan, Megan tells him to pull back a bit, uh, pull back on the throttle a bit. And she kind of notices that he's coming home hammered all the time. And yeah. he obviously came home. I think he says that he didn't want to wake her up and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he probably should stay home just to sleep it off. Uh, yeah. And that's not a hangover he's got. No. <laughs> he's, he's still drunk. Yeah. There is There are very few things worse, Steve, than waking up drunk and having to do things. Yeah. Hangovers are bad, but waking up going, oh, God, I'm still oh. wasted. <laughs> it's not a good thing, man. It's not good. Uh, yeah, so he's got a little bit of. Uh, I like how he's, he he seems to have airplane bottles of vodka sitting around too, which is yep. kind of great. So he's having a little uh, orange juice with his vodka. Um, and then we immediately flash over to Kenny in Michigan hunting. Uh, <laughs> it's just, uh, uh, this is a funny scene. I shouldn't laugh. Funny, I shouldn't no, laugh at it. it we it really should. It's played for comedy, but also pathos at the same time. And that's what yeah. when stuff is when that can work, it's beautiful, and that's what we have here. Because I, I can kind of see the writers saying, okay, what shitty thing can happen? What happened to Kenny this week? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You know, he's being run ragged by these idiots. And, you know, uh, we, we flash back and forth to Don watching that classic Nixon crime wave ad. Yep. Um, and he sees Megan soap and we see that he's, you know, all this stuff going on. And uh, yeah, Kenny's, Kenny's getting shot in the head. Um <laughs> Betty calls and uh, says Sally isn't coming to visit Dawn this weekend. And I think we can guess why. She wants to go to boarding school. Uh, Dawn immediately. I love Dawn's reaction to almost anything. I'll pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, all he's got now is money because his daughter doesn't like him very much anymore. No. Considering last week. Cons- yeah. Oh, 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 I am I, totally on Sally's side on this. Don't misunderstand me. Um, so really all he's got now is the money. Uh, and it's Miss Porter's, which is where uh, J- Jackie Kennedy Onassis, uh, Jackie Kennedy went. And that's when Don drunkenly says, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis. <laughs> and she's like, what kind of, I love when she says, uh, oh, what, what kind of medicine are you taking? Because yeah. she knows Don and he's like, Formula 44. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually... We used to use Formula 44. Sure. Sure. I wonder if they still have that. I, I, I don't I buy don't a lot know. of cough I medicine. Know. I don't know. Me neither. I loaded up when COVID got like when 
the Omicron surge happened. I just right. loaded up on cold medication, but I just right. buy the generic stuff, you know? Yeah. I, I usually buy NyQuil because I, I tend to drink it at night and it puts me, it puts me to sleep. NyQuil I, is amazing. I can time it half an hour after I take my NyQuil, I'm gone. The biggest problem I had with, I don't know if I said this on the podcast before, but at one time um, I was a postdoc and I was had a very bad flu. I shouldn't have gone to work, but different time. And I took NyQuil <laughs> And it's just, I woke up in the middle of the night, Maddie was a baby and I, I it was sort of my night to get up with the kid. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I said, Isabel, you have to get up. And she said, no, it's your night. And I said, I can't move my legs. <laughs> it's like freaking night NyQuil. It, it paralyzed me. So yeah, it scares me, but it works. Um, but yeah. Uh, and of course he says, you know, she says, uh, Jackie did well twice. And then Don says, so did you, which is they're actually, they're almost getting along. eh? Like it's, yep. She jokingly says what kind of medicine you're taking because she knows it's Don and he's drinking. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she he can say that and she can take it as a compliment, yep. not as a don't put me. You're not in the same league as Henry. Like she doesn't say anything yep. like that. It's all sort of reasonable. It's like they're becoming yep. grownups. It's wild. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, they, you tell her that Megan um, that will both miss her. He can't even in his. Diminished state because he's hammered. He says, "With well, make sure to say, but Megan likes her." Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't even occur to him that it does. But it, his yeah. first reaction is, "Say Megan likes her," not say, "I also like my own daughter." You know, it's bad. Um, the creatives are all gathering around talking about ocean spray, <laughs> and then Mathis with a very deep pull. You want to use a uh, Vaughn meter? Wow, yeah, that's that's. That's I haven't heard that name in ages. That's a deep pull for even 1968. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) People who don't know, Von Meter was a comedian uh, impressionist who did a wrote a like did a a comedy album called The First Family that came out in 1963 and was selling like crazy. And then Kennedy got killed, and he basically did a bunch of voices on it, and he was did a very over the top Kennedy sort of sort of sounded like uh, Mayor Quimby on The Simpsons. Yeah, and, and and there was some. It was like it was recorded. The the album was actually recorded on the first day of the uh, uh, of the Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. There's yeah. a kind of I, I, there's I a weird. Now. There's a lot of weird there, synergy in it. That's there right. was a there was a weird kind of thing where where he recorded it just as a Cuban Missile Crisis or something like that. Yeah, and then you know it's coming out selling like crazy, and then suddenly it's like, uh, dude, your career's over. Yeah, because you're the guy who makes fun of the Kennedys, and we don't make fun of the Kennedys anymore. Nope. <laughs> you know, nope. Uh, it wouldn't uh... see nowadays. He could probably keep going. Yeah, <laughs> different time. Maybe um, on Spotify. Maybe on Spotify. Or Hanging out with Joe Rogan or something like that. He'd be with Joe Rogan, or perhaps he'd just have his own podcast. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, there's really a lot of sort of flirty energy between Ted and Peggy. Uh, it's annoying to Ginsburg, and it even kind of it's starting to piss me off. It's it's annoying to me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I guess he's to a point where. He doesn't care if people think they're shagging or something. Yeah, because I don't think they're actually sleeping together. I think no, they're, they're, just, they're not. They're being really cutesy with each other. Yeah. And it's okay now and then. Yeah. But it, this is all the time. It's annoying. It's gross. You know, like yeah, to me, it is anyway. I don't know. Yeah. I Maybe it's just my sort of Anglophone worldview that I have, but... <laughs> No, no, no! It's annoying. It's, I've been in I've been in situations like that where people are doing it. It's just like, will you guys stop? Like, okay. and when they're when you're not a couple, it's kind of okay if you're a couple. But even then, if it's yeah. a work situation, it's like, can you guys just maybe tone this just the hell down? Yeah, please? it's like you know, we're dial at work. It back a bit. It's like, we're at work, buddy. 
know? Well, I mean, and and this is the problem that that, that Ginsburg Ginsburg was having is is that Ted's not paying attention to anybody else. Yeah. Right. That's the problem. And you can actually see, I love the way Kevin Ron plays this because he just looks at Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss, Moss the whole time. He yeah. never looks at anybody else. You know, uh, and, you know, you know, and when uh, uh, Mathis makes the Von Meter joke, nothing, you yeah. know, and Ted normally, because he's pretty tuned into pop culture, would have laughed at that. But no, he just keeps yeah. looking at Peggy and says, I'm going to say other things that make you giggle because I'm hot for you. Yeah, exactly really annoying exactly um, and then and, Gin, and then and then ginsburg says uh you know i need to go 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 urinate i need to go to the bathroom yeah. and I, I like his line is like i thought you needed to go it's like no no i just wanted to see if he would listen to the suggestion of mine that's <laughs> so all anybody else you notice anybody else is saying anything yeah, yeah. it's great uh and then we get back to uh, uh, megan and dawn's place and harry calls <laughs> oh harry yeah harry. Uh, i fucking I mean, and, and Megan Megan says what we're all thinking about Harry. Oh yeah, she it's says, great. He's a pain in the ass. It's like, yeah, he is. You're, yeah. you're right. Yeah. It's funny. No one ever says Harry's bad at his job because he's not. He's actually quite no, good at it. He's good at it, but he's just a horrible person, you know. Yeah, because you know he's full of himself. And he's, yeah, he's extremely full of himself. Um, and Don doesn't like him, of course, either. And I love when Don says, "Oh, you finally found a hooker that takes travelers' checks." <laughs> yeah. And I love Harry. Why did I tell you that? Yeah, <laughs> it's the kind of thing. And you can just see Harry Crane telling because he's the kind of guy that just says anything to anybody saying to Don, yeah. you know what? I found a hooker that takes travelers checks and I can just see Don looking at him going. Lower your voice. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, no, we don't we don't do that. Don't talk about that here. You know, um, it's 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 good. Uh, and Don's trying to, as you mentioned, uphold his part of the bargain. He's like, no, don't you can't yep. don't. I said I wasn't going to do this. He's trying to do the right thing. Good on, you, Don. Good on you, Don. Um, oh, and we're off to the movies. And it's Rosemary's yep. Baby, which is a, a terrifying, at least I haven't seen it in a very long time. I, I saw it when I was like about eight or nine. And I was, yeah. I can't, I can't watch horror movies generally because they right. really do scare me. Right. You know, what really scares me is one's about the devil. And I'm a confirmed okay. atheist. Right. <laughs> Things about Satan scare the crap out of me. Because <laughs> um, the whole time I can sit there going, well, this is obviously stupid because yeah. there is no. There are no supernatural beings, but yeah. um, I'm not going to look behind me because I think there might be one behind me. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm just going to, if I keep looking straight ahead, you know, I, I tend to have a very logical, naturalistic worldview, but this, yeah. this stuff scares me. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my roommates when I was in England, uh, John, um, once once convinced himself that, that across the street in, yeah. in the room, there, there, there was a business across the street and there's this big window. Cause we were on this, we were on the second floor and there was this mm-hmm. big window. Um, and he came home one, one night stoned. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, he didn't tell us that, this at first, but he, he was very kind of freaked out because he thought a demon was sort of staring at him from the window. And so he was so freaked out that, that, you know, we, we actually went in and sort of figured out that it, it, what it is, was like just a shape of, of a lamp yeah. that was hanging down and stuff like that. And, and then at one point he went, Oh, Maybe I should have told you I was stoned at the time. It's like, oh, well, there we go. <laughs> I remember walking home under in the same condition with some friends when I was in my early 20s and, and, and seeing a house that had lights that the way it was lit up, it looked like the house had a, an evil look on its face, which yeah. if that makes any sense. And we were all it freaked does. out. We were all freaked out. I've been there. Um, I've seen a house that looks like Hitler. <laughs> 
It's, it's, it's just kind of way the way that the, 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 the eaves come down and, you know. Uh, and it just, it, it, the house, of course, just screams things about the Jews. Yep. Um, Jews and, yep. and elbow room. Elbow. Wow. Elbow room. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's what Leben's rum actually means. But um, no, no, I know. I know. I know that's, you know. That's We're a, playing that, a that, thing. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's how it's uh, popularly uh, referred to. <laughs> the Germans just needed a little elbow room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the really abridged version of AJP Taylor's The Origins of the Second yes, World War. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's a good poll. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm re- I haven't read Taylor in ages. Neither have I. I, mean, I just, just came to mind. Um, so, and then we see that um, Megan sees that Megan thinks something's up, and she's probably right, because because Ted and Peggy are at the movies. I don't even know if it means anything. I think, I, it, I don't know. I'm getting from the show that this is a thing that when you when you're hot and horny for somebody that you go to a movie together. Maybe it was like that then. It's like a date. Yeah, I guess maybe. I guess, and it's dark, so people can't see. It. I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, P- Megan certainly thinks that Dawn doesn't, and Dawn knows that something is up. But he's yeah. like, no, they're at the movies. Yeah, we. That's a thing we do. We go to the movies. Um, but she's probably right, though. It's left ambiguous. I like that. Um, yeah. Uh, and they're, you know, she thinks there's, anyway, there's something up and she does say, you know, there's, there's so many buildings like that in Montreal, creepy old buildings. She's right. There's a lot of like, yeah. three and five story walk-ups in Montreal, yeah. which are great buildings, um, especially in Verdun. They're so neat. Um, and uh, yeah, Don's more concerned actually with using Rosemary's baby as a way to sell children's aspirin. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I think he's got a point. That's that's not a bad idea, uh, Don. That's uh, you know you got yeah. a point there. If your if, if your baby is the uh, is the is the hell spawn of the Antichrist, yep. uh, you can. Do switch- we have an aspirin for you. <laughs> Seems a little odd. Uh, and of course, now we find out yes that Kenny got shot in the face. Good old Dick Cheney. Um, yep. I hate Detroit. I hate cars. I hate guns. I don't even want to look at another steak again. <laughs> Uh, and I love how Kenny talks about how when they're taking him to the hospital, they wanted to stop and get crab's legs. Or something. Yeah, 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 they want to stop for lunch. He's uh, like, oh. Awful people, just awful people. What kind of job is that where you just get drunk all the time, fire off guns and race cars? It actually sounds kind of fun. I know, and eat steak. I'm, I'm, eat steak. I'm, 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 I'm up for that. <laughs> have like six, he said, so each had six bottles of beer or something, he says. Um, they're all fat yahoos in cheap suits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then Pete says, I would gladly take your place. Um, <laughs> now, part of this, I think, is actually Pete trying to be nice because he, I think he actually kind of does get on okay with Kenny now because he knows Kenny does good work, but it's also partly completely self-serving. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think part of it, I think he, I think Pete has convinced himself that he's doing, offering himself up to take over for Kenny, that he's doing something very good. Yeah. Like, I think he's convinced himself, like, self-deception is the best kind of deception. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what he's doing there. Oh, yes. Um, oh, they've, uh, now they're telling uh, Jim and Ted about Sunkist, uh, which is <laughs> not good. Uh, and I like Jim in this scene. I like I Jim do, in this scene. I really do. There are times, Jim is this cold, calculating, horrible business dickhead sometimes. But other times, yeah. he's like the only adult in the whole show. You know, it it's, works, it's, it works it's, at SCDP. Yeah, it's 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 almost like he he's the the um, comic relief in this episode. Oh, he totally is. Right. It's like, um, and you know they're they're 
tell you, Mola, we, we've got to deal with Sunkist. It's a lot of money. Um, and this actually isn't Don's fault. This is the thing. No. It, it, things look to Ted like they're Don's fault, I think, but they yeah. really aren't. This just fell in his lap. And I guess Harry didn't pay attention when he was told not to go after Sunkist or whatever. Yeah. And of course, they also they contacted him again. So it may just be that he just never told them, don't contact me. We're going with these ocean spray folks. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I would understand that other clients wouldn't like it because they would think that people, they aren't loyal yeah. and stuff like that. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like great Caesar's ghost. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. You, you, you don't get, you don't get many Perry white. Uh, you just don't, you don't, it's not a thing. So that, that that's great. Um, and I, I did like it. And yeah, and Harry Hamlin just, he's, He's really good in this role. Um, he is. Yeah, he's really, really like, good in this role. Really like watching him. Uh, and then now Pete's got Chekhov's gun out. And, uh, <laughs> you like that? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that stupid twenty-two. He exchanged the chip yeah. and dip for in season one. Um, and he's like, he's going to take this to Detroit. I guess he figures he'll take it to Detroit and go hunting yeah. with the boys, kind of. Thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think his doesn't his uh, secretary inform him that it would be useful maybe for squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I like this that he's sort of acting as kind of macho man. Look at me, I'm with the gun, and she go and, and Clara goes, you know, um, that's that's only a twenty two, man. That's yeah. you know, good for squirrels, and that's about it. That's about it. You're not going to get any deer with that. No. Um, and they're having a meeting about Chevy. Yep. Uh, and then this is when they talk about you know this is this is when Kenny's like I, I, I can't do this shit anymore. I got to get out. Uh, and then I love the stories that Roger and um, uh, Jim say. <laughs> Jim's, I once had a client cup my wife's breast. And then I love Roger saying, Lee Garner Jr. made me hold his balls. <laughs> I mean, I know that's sexual harassment. Don't understand yeah. me. It's, that's not that funny, except it's funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really bad for those guys. Um and I love when Bert, Bert sees through the whole whole sees oh, yeah. through the whole thing. Crocodile tears, now quaint. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is the, this is Pete's problem is that everybody can see through him, but he doesn't realize that. Oh, oh no! And like right? I said, I think he's convinced himself he's actually yeah. doing something humanitarian and not yeah. self-serving. And everybody can see through him, but he doesn't realize that everybody can see through him. Yeah. And I don't even think he can see through him. That's the thing. No, exactly. He ha- he has no. Self-awareness or very little self-awareness, Pete. And it's a really strange characteristic. For I know people like that, to be honest with you. Uh, I work with some. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like, you don't realize what you're doing is exactly the thing you're criticizing, right? Yeah. Seen that before. Um, Oh, but the thing is, they they don't want a lot of change. They want Bob. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Listen to the Cyclops, Pete. (laughs) Yeah, I I like that line. (laughs) Oh, man. They're just so evil to each other. It's great. Bob's a weasel. I mean, I think we've yeah. established that. And eventually, you know, it goes to Bob and he says, I don't want to work with you. I don't want to yeah. stay in a hotel with you. Pete's homophobic, like everybody yes. is then. Um, but also, Bob isn't just into Pete because he's attracted to him. I think Bob's also very ambitious. Oh, yeah. 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 I like that they do that in the show because one of the things that I've said, you know, many times that People aren't just good or bad. They're yeah. shades of gray, right? So Bob yeah. is, you can sit there thinking to yourself, he came on to a guy that's not interested. Oh, I feel bad because in 1968, being gay must have been really hard. Yeah. Or hard, even still hard, but harder than it is now. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you think, but he's also really a weasel and an asshole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I like that. 
Uh, yeah. And like, as you note here in our document, Pete is the one who is the only one who thinks he's smooth. Yeah, exactly. Well, well put. Well put. Uh, and then we see Sally and Betty in a giant. Were you taken aback by how big that car was inside? Like, I think they're doing that on purpose, making the way it yes. was shot to make it look yeah. even bigger than it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 and, and this is this is kind of related. I was watching last night. I watched an old episode of Canon. I love Canon. And uh, go back and look at his car. Oh yeah, it's like huge. Oh yeah, it had it had a, a waiters in it, a whole full yep, kitchen. Exactly, yep. you you buffet. Well, I think piano, everywhere William Conrad went at a grand buffet. Piano, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, the car the cars were, and I mean, you and I bro- were both alive at this time. Oh, well, sure, I yeah. mean, you know, when we had these big cars, yeah, like we remember them. But even even people like us looking back on it, going, man, they really were like big. Th- those they? big bench seats in the front. Where yeah, you could exactly. you could comfortably sit three adults in the front of a car. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um and and of course seatbelts are optional. Um yes. But yeah, I really like that scene partially just because of the fact that it it, it got it. you can see the distance between Sally and, and, and Betty even in a car. Yeah. So I thought that was really done well. Um yeah. Sally's actually horrible here. She's just yeah. now I get it. She is. She is. Her parents are not good people. No, no. <laughs> like she hates her- both of them now. Yeah. Yeah. It can't just be, well, I like dad because at least he lets me do things. It's like, yeah. uh, also, he's screwing the neighbor lady, you know? So it's yeah. like, ugh. Um, she eventually does say, uh, I want to be a grown up, but I know how important my education is. And I actually believed her when she said that. I, yeah. I, I think it's also kind of bullshit, but she yeah. also, so it's like with Pete, right? She's like, yeah. convinced herself this is true, but it's also the case that she just wants to get away from Betty yeah. and Dawn. Yeah. yeah. And and th- and this excuse will get Betty off her back. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, Pete wants Pete wants to get rid of Bob, which I guess I can understand. He calls Duck, which yeah. is Duck's Duck. headhunter. So sure. Um, <laughs> and Duck's had about his fill of Pete. Yeah. Let's make it an even grand cash. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, about eight thousand dollars today. So that's yeah. real money. Uh, yeah, and I love how it's so rare when. When Duck talks, usually he's the somewhat incompetent one because he's hammered. Yeah. Um, in this case, no. Duck is totally in command of that scene. Yeah. And I like that. Uh, and yeah, Pete is just a twit. Um, <laughs> Bob's on the phone with someone who speaks Spanish. I am yeah, assuming he, it's Manny. I would think so. I guess. But it could be uh, our Andres Galarraga. I just. Yeah. Or, yeah. or as, you, as you know, perhaps Dennis Martinez. Yes. <laughs> El Presidente, El Perfecto. I watched that game on TSN. Yep. I watched that game. I was completely blown away by that. You're not. Yeah, you can you can get it on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. You can still find it. Dave Van Horn yeah. doing the call is so great. Yep. I know. I know. I know. That's uh, just so good. Uh, we're talking about Dennis Martinez of the Montreal Expos pitching a perfect game. Yep. In, pitching a perfect game. The only perfect game in Expos history. Yeah. Was it 89 or 90? Something like that. Yeah. No, yeah. Nine, 90, I think, or maybe 91. It was okay. it was in Los Angeles, actually. Yep. They're playing right. the Dodgers. Remember that. <clears throat> yep. And the Expos have been granted a conditional franchise at this point because it's 1968. Yes. Well, it exactly. all comes together. Exactly. Ted and Peggy are all flirty. Uh, Don comes in and we see Don act like a baby. I love that. Yeah. When they they act out the scene. <laughs> wham, wham, is the funniest. It's weird because... There's a lot of baby references in this episode. There's at least three, right? Because he starts yeah. in a fetal position. We have this, and, it, and at the end, we get the fetal position. So I th- I'm thinking yeah. this is symbolic rebirth happening, right? Yeah. That's my guess. Um, 
So at least that's, I think they're trying to do. Um, I, I also like Joan's stage Jewish accent. It's so, does it so great. Christina <laughs> Hendricks does it so well. <laughs> would you i think you need a chicken soap yeah it's great uh actually it's funny when they describe the ad then it actually isn't that bad no it is rosemary's baby but as don mentions you normally have to get the the reference but here you maybe yeah. you don't which is yeah. kind of cool so he's probably right it sounds like a very clever ad at all. it's such it's so clever sounding it makes me feel like i've seen this ad and i don't think the ad exists like i don't yeah you know yeah uh, but it is very clever. Uh, and then there is touching there. Uh, you know, they she touches his arm and we see yeah. it. So this time yeah. it's not like anybody's imagining anything. And no. it's really happening at this point. We know it. And Moira, Mor- his, his uh, secretary, has also noticed it and commented yeah. on it. So it's it's not just something off, off camera. Um, and it's over budget. And Dawn's pissed off at this because... And then again, I, I here I don't think it's because it's Ted or Peggy. I no. think Don's pissed off because it's like we we can't afford to do this. We are running a yeah. business here. I, I read it as as if he and Ted have had this agreement. Yeah, not to te- to to tell everybody everything. He's given up Sunkist. Yes. To 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 because of this, mm-hmm. and now I think he's seeing Ted as going back on that. Oh, I think so too. You know, I, I think he I think he's he's angry, not because they're going over budget, but because nobody's told him. OK. And, right. and it's and, and it's like, but we shook hands. Yeah. And and I think that more than anything explains what happens later in the episode where he right. says, OK, OK, OK. You want to play it that way? OK, let's yeah. play it that way then. <laughs> <laughs> like Michael Keaton and Batman, right? You want to get yeah. nuts? Yeah, exactly. Let's get nuts. Exactly. Uh, yep. And uh, yeah, I think, I think that's probably true. Um, we see Sally off having her little interview with her at the school, which is, I don't want to know those kids. I don't want to know. No, no, teacher. I don't want to know that, that, that. No. And as a, as an educator, probably as you, as you, well, I, I would hate that place just as an educator, right? Yes. Like everything, like, but it, it, it's, it's, it's against everything I believe in pedagogically. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I mean, obviously, it's rich and entitled and all that other. other and and it probably stuff. has really, really qualified teachers. Don't misunderstand yeah. me, because they, there's a lot of people that can't get, you know, uh, academic jobs, things like that. Yeah. And they go teach in private high schools. It's a very common exactly. thing, actually. So they may be getting, you know, but it's like, I wouldn't want, I don't think uh, going to Royal Military College is probably a great educational experience in a lot of respects for everybody yeah. either. You know, it's the right. same kind of thing. Um but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. No. Um, same time, we see that Pete's mom wants to go away with Manny. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that can't be good. Uh, no. You know, uh, just got to do this here. Whoops. Yeah. So um, it's, it's one of these cases where, I don't know. I, I think that Pete has this notion that, or sorry, not Pete, Pete's mom is trying her best to still be independent. Yeah. And that's pretty rough. And I think maybe Manny, it's hard to know what his, his end game is, right? Like, is he taking advantage of her for money? Is he actually in love with her? Is, is there anything actually going on? That's the other thing, right? Like it could, it could be, uh, it, it, uh, it certainly could be that, um, 
you know, she's making this up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's kind of debilitated. Right. Uh, yeah. So it could be, it could be. But, but I also like this scene because it shows that she still has some power. Yeah. I'm still talking and she said, I'm still your mother. Yeah. And he, and that just completely shuts him up because yeah. she still has that kind of maternal authority over him. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's funny, even after all these years, I, I bet if my mom said something like that to me, I would still be taken aback. I'd probably come yeah. back at her, but I would still be yeah. like, Oh yeah, you were my mom. Yeah. I don't want to disappoint yeah. my mom, <laughs> you know? Uh, and then we go back to the interview and Sally's with these two girls. Uh, Mandy, the blonde girl, um, is actually, she, they're menacing, bullying girls. That's what they are, yeah. these two, two kids. Um, and the girl who plays Mandy, uh, what's her name? Catherine Newton. Uh, and she played Joni Clark in another, what I think is a great AMC show, Halt and Catch Fire, uh, okay. in season four. Uh, once the kids had grown up a bit and she was very good in that playing basically the same character right. in a lot of respects, a, a, a privileged, annoying, know-it-all teenager, <laughs> which those are some of my least favorite qualities in teenagers. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, and some of them, they can't do anything about the privileged part. You can do something about the know-it-all things, folks. Yes. Just tone it down. By the way, that comes from a former know-it-all teenager. Yeah. Right, me right here, dude. Me yeah. too. Because I think, I think it's an occupational hazard of being a teenager. Yep. It's, it's not good. That's um, probably why we're academics too. It could be. <laughs> it'd be. Yeah. And like, oh, people making fun of you because you do well in school. Like it's like, yep. well, mm-hmm. how is that a thing you think is bad? Yep. I remember yep. thinking that, I don't know. Like I remember thinking that when I was in, in high school, it's like, or even elementary school, how are you, why are you, the, you, the, the yeah. goal is to do well. What is, why is this bad? Never understood it. Yeah, you know, and for me, you know, I mean, I wasn't even, and this sounds terribly vain, and I don't mean it this way, but I, I, I couldn't help it. No, no, I know. Like I was I just, nat- it was just naturally just good, good at, at what some it, right? things you you're know? good at, and I was good at school too. It just was. Yeah, yeah you know, and so it would, it, I, not that I couldn't do badly, I could, but I, oh, sure. I actually had to work at being bad. You know, you know, to do to do poorly, you know, yeah. and again, you know, that's just because. That's the way I was. Yeah, just built that way. I mean, yeah. some people could run fast. Some people can throw a football well. Some people exactly. can draw. Some people are just good at academic pursuits. It just is a yeah. thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, high, high school is weird. Um, it is weird. It's really weird. Uh, Dawn has sent the budget over to uh, for the ad to St. Joseph's. Um, yeah. And that must have been just a complete accident. I'm sure he didn't do it yeah. with any nefarious... It was a reply all, wasn't it? It was a reply all. It's exactly what that was. The thing is, though, he's again, he's right. This is one of the few episodes I think mm. where I, the whole time I'm like, no, Don's right on this. No, yeah. Don's right on this. Yeah. No, I think he's right on this. It doesn't happen yeah. that often. Yeah. Um, it's Glenn. Yeah. Glenn's back. Am, and you know what? He doesn't look like a freaky, weird little kid anymore. He looks like nope. a kind of freaky, weird 15 year old kid. Yep. His hair is perfect for um, like he, he looks like he's from. Uh, that like, he, it really does look like he's from that era. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's with the sideburns and the sort of, he kind of looks like he might have just stepped out of a, um, he could have been just playing bass for the Dave Clark five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's brought his friend Rolo with him. Yeah. Uh, it always struck me that Rolo is also the name of the first uh, King of Normandy. I don't think that has any relevance mm-hmm. here. It's <laughs> any, but uh I'm almost certain it doesn't. They brought booze and weed. I love when Sally says, I can make a Tom Collins. 
nice callback to season one where she's making the drinks for Carlton and Dawn. Uh, I can make a Tom Collins. And it's, and she says that Kiernan Shipka delivers that line like a little kid, not like know-it-all Sally teenager. It's yeah. nice piece of acting, nice piece of directing. Yeah. Uh, here's looking up your old address. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> For some reason, that always makes me laugh. Yeah, and, and me too. And it's stupid. And I've heard it a zillion times. I still yeah. find it funny. I still find it funny. Um, oh, Duck has figured out Bob Benson. He's another yeah. Don Draper. He's a low budget Don Draper. He's if yep. you order Don Draper on Wish, you get Bob Benson. Yeah. Uh, um, he's from West Virginia, and his parents are brother and sister or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, Bob was quote a manservant, which. Rent boy, I guess, would yep. be another way to put it. <laughs> and, yep. uh, uh, and then, you know, Duck says, I've never seen anything like this before. And Pete says, and I have. Yeah. <laughs> Although I, I, I like that he he gets it, that get, gets a dig in, sort of saying, you were the only ones who weren't smart enough to ask to, questions. To really check his references. Yeah. Because yeah. apparently he didn't go to uh, Wharton. He didn't. The yeah. only thing that's true is he worked at Brown Brothers Harriman, but it was a as a quote manservant he did not you know and used to go yeah. off on on voyages sailing voyages with the boss kind of thing yeah. and he left with his rolodex and a pencil sharpener which is an interesting thing to steal <laughs> it's always neat my dad used to we always get a we always had a pencil sharpener and, and, and it was like we have a pencil sharpener in our house that's yeah. pretty awesome yeah it's an odd thing to have <clears throat> was it an electric one no no was it, like it was one, it, yeah and it had like a wind uh, wind up one it had like a, a suction cup on the bottom that you okay you, and it would okay. stick to the table it was pretty great okay for for those of the, those of you who cannot see me i'm doing a winding motion. yeah he's doing the windy motion <laughs> and i was doing the sticking it to the the, the thing with a suction cup because i couldn't remember the words <laughs> yes he's a phd in english ladies and gentlemen yes um yeah something's gonna happen something's got to happen here yeah. uh don's Showdown's come up Showdown's coming. Don's watching a sh- Dragnet 68. At first, it's yep. like, he's, is he watching MASH? He can't be watching MASH. Yep. And it's like, oh, it's Dragnet 68. Because it's Harry, Mor- Harry Morgan, right? Mm-hmm. You hear Harry Morgan. And, and I mean, you know, for, for those of us who grew up list- watching Harry Morgan, his voice is just so... Like, I recognized his voice voice before I recognized Jack Webb's voice. Oh, I know. His, his voice is just so recognizable as yeah. Colonel Potter from MASH. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's Harry-, that's Harry Morgan. I like Harry Morgan. Oh, me too. The... um. Dragnet 68 is kind of fun if you ever can see those because they're just they're tra- Jack Webb trying to deal with the counterculture is the funniest yeah. thing in the world because yeah. he has I, no clue. I, I, I've, I've taught um, his LSD episode in class before when I'm talking <laughs> about media. This is and, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the one where the guy the guy's on LSD. So he buries buries his head in the in the ground. <laughs> the blue boy paints half a face blue and starts eating bark and stuff like that. And it's like, <laughs> that's yeah. the one where, where uh, uh, Harry Morgan's character said, tells the woman to lay off the acid. Yeah. Lay off the acid. Because people call it the acid all the time. Yeah. The acid. Oh God. It's hilarious. And they have signs like yeah. they're protesting, but they're just people with signs randomly yeah. and the protests yeah. of like six people. It's just, yeah. it's very funny. Um, it's just very funny. And he's just ignoring Megan, um, yeah. which he shouldn't do. But uh, uh, Mandy likes Glenn. Glenn likes Mandy. They go off into a room. And we all see where this is going. Rolo yep. likes Sally. 
or tries to, he tries to make a move. Uh, Glenn comes out and good on Glenn. Uh, he yeah. kicks the crap out of Rolo. Yeah. I told you he was, she was like my sister. Yeah. Don't touch her. So, so they've had this discussion before. That's the important yeah. thing here. So Rolo should know she's off limits. Yeah. You know, it's not, uh, and the smirk on Sally's face when she watches him, I know, you know, she's got that little smirk on her face. Like you would see one of her parents do you'd see yeah. Donner or, 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 or Betty do. Yeah. Uh, it's good acting. She knows what she's doing. She knows what she's doing. Um, you like trouble, don't you? <laughs> it's good. So I think she's in now, right? Cause it's like this happened. Yeah. She got weed. Yeah. She got, uh, uh, liquor. Uh, there was a fight. There, <laughs> were boys. Of, there were boys. It's perfect. She'll fit right in with a bunch yep. of privileged, bitchy white girls. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> time for the meeting with St. Joseph's. <clears throat> yep. Dawn basically passive aggressively saves the day, right? Yeah. Um, what he was saying, it's a little bit personal. Actually, it's very personal. Do you think he was trying to get Ted to say, well, I've got a thing for Peggy? Um, I don't know if he was trying to get him to say it. No, I don't but think so. Yeah, trying, okay, good. I don't think so either. To, he was trying to get him to say, I know. You know, he's, yes. you know, and I've I will be I will be completely honest. I have done this in meetings before. Right. When when somebody has done something that I haven't liked, um, <laughs> and I've uh sort of put them in a position where they had to kind of defend themselves, mm-hmm. you know, in a way that they didn't intend to or want to or were expected to i've, I've yeah. done this in meetings yeah. Oh, it, yeah it it you you do get a sense of schadenfreude out of it oh yeah totally you know, right it's like oh yeah um it's like all right you're gonna play that game again it's you're gonna play that game okay oh, yeah I, I will let's play go that game. yeah it sounds like fun um <clears throat> but yeah as i said in our document here you know if he said ted loves peggy i think that's more of a season finale kind of thing yeah. but you know yeah. and maybe a final scene of a season finale yeah. Um, almost the worst thing about this is he takes the Peggy's idea and says it was Frank's idea that Frank's yeah. dead. So he can't argue, um, which is almost doubly mean in a way. Yeah. I mean, I know I totally support Don doing this because he's yeah. trying to keep everything above board and Ted isn't, but it's yeah. kind of a shitty thing for him to see. Say. And, and, and that, and that's, that's why I said before. I think Don's more pissed off because Ted, Ted didn't tell him. Oh, that's right. Right. You know, that, that, okay, we had this deal and you're reneging on this deal. Yep. Right. You know, and you're going, you're going, you're going to bust my balls. If, if, if I break the deal, well, here you are breaking the deal because you've got this little flirtation with Peggy mm-hmm. and you're both sort of in this caught in this little world where, you know, you, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. You know, we're the ones who are going to have to go to, I mean, and it's, and the budget isn't just slightly bigger. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like a 600% increase. Or yeah. It's 15, number, yeah. From, it, the original uh, budget was 15,000 and, and the one that they have is 50,000. Yeah. Okay. So it's three hundred and fifty percent difference. Yeah, that's like <laughs> it's, you it's know, a lot of money. I, I mean, you know, and I mean, I'm 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 not saying that thirty five thousand dollars is a lot of, isn't a lot of money today, but that's even bigger, more money back then. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's, you know, it's the, about it's about it's pushing. It's about three hundred grand. Yeah. Like, exactly. That's real money, right? You know, yeah. and it's like, you know, it's it's not like it's. You know, five thousand or ten thousand. It's it. It's like 
yeah. wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah, you wouldn't, wouldn't expect the firm to go out of pocket on something like that, right? Like exactly. it's, it's and it's I guess apparently it's the residuals because you got every time the commercials are shown on TV, actors yeah. make a little tiny bit of money. But if it's something that's going to be shown nationally for a couple of years and you've got six actors in it, yeah. you know, there's a reason there aren't six actors in most commercials. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we got Bob Benson listening um, to a record. And it's probably the one from a couple of episodes ago, and uh, it's apparently called How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling by Frank Bettinger, uh, Bettinger, maybe. Uh, That's John Oy's Eagle Eye again from the Facebook group. Uh, So well well done, John. Thank you, John. And uh, yes, uh, it's interesting how... We see this is again. We got the the you know Bob Benson is the budget Don Draper, yeah. But something does happen here because Pete comes in and confronts him and says, "I know that you're yeah. not who you say you are, and all this stuff. I'll give you a head start, kind of thing." Yeah. And you can see the same thing happens here, where the look on his face changes, and it's not just dread. It's like he just becomes, "Oh, I'm that." Other- I'm not really Bob Benson. We don't ever find out. I don't, think, I don't think what his real name is kind of thing. Or maybe Bob Benson is his name, but he suddenly has a different look on his face. It's not yeah. even fear. It's just like, oh, I'm a different person now. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, Pete's going to, you know, Pete lets him off and just says, I'm off limits. Yeah. Uh, why did Pete let him off? I, th- I think Pete's confidence is just so shattered that, yeah. you know, you know, okay. he, 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 he went, he went for Don, couple seasons back That's because he's so confident enough yeah and look what happened he works right? for don you know, <laughs> he works for don yeah. and so it's like i'm not you know i'm not going to be able to do anything you know because as he says um and this is a great line he tells bob that he's expertly servile which I think is a great phrase. It really is. I've been always trying to find a way to to pepper my conversations with it, but I don't know anybody who I would call exactly servile. And and so there's a, you know, he, he recognizes that Bob will be able to do things. Right. And he, because he won't be able to sort of push it off and he may end up being coming, come coming out looking worse. Like we, we saw with Chevy and people wanted wanted Bob and it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be able to to do that because Bob is so good at what he does. That's right. Uh, he's, you know, <clears throat> as my dad used to say, you can't win for losing Pete. I mean, he's nope, just, exactly. nothing, nothing's working for him. So, exactly. yeah. So you're probably right. It's like, uh, I guess, you know, this is working for the business. I just don't want anything to do with the guy so and everything will be fine. Just leave <clears throat> me alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not gay. Yeah, and I don't like you. So could you yep. put those two together and go over there? And over yep. there's Detroit. Go there. Yeah, uh, we get Betty and Sally in the giant car. It looks even bigger yeah. somehow in this scene. Um, Sally, of course, gets into the school. Is where that'd be kind of weird to have the whole subplot yeah. in this episode if that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, get me a cigarette and give me some details. And of course, she yep. gets Sally the cigarette. And it's I think a lot of people would today. Are, have the reaction of oh my god what a horrible that's actually not her being a horror that's yeah. not an indication no, of horrible it's... mother that's how people act it yeah yeah and i mean she's to be fair to betty she says you're going to do it anyway i'd yeah. rather you i'd rather you do it in front of me than behind my back exactly i mean it's one of these things that i does happen where you know um when you're a little bit older you know you might 
be allowed to drink some or, and in fact, yeah. then smoke in front of your parents, just because that's what people, it's a different time, everybody. Yeah. yeah. I've told the story in here before, but my dad just lighting up a cigarette when he was 15 and his mother saying it would stunt his growth and him saying, mom, I'm six foot one. And that was the end of yeah. the discussion. And my dad yeah. smoked at that point. <laughs> It's like, yeah. I, I mean, in our class in elementary school, we used to make ashtrays. Yes, exactly. So it's like, it's Father's Day. Make your dad an ashtray. Yeah, exactly. It's so wild, right? Oh, God. You know, it's like I've made my dad a crack pipe. It's, yes, it's like, exactly. It's very strange. Um, I'm sure your father is giving you a beer, she says. Uh, and then she says the classic, what I think is a great line. My father's never given me anything. Yeah, it's a good line. Nice. Very nice indeed. Um, so Peggy confronts Don. Uh, I know what you did, she says. Uh, yeah. You hate that he's a good man. And I love when Don said he's not that virtuous. Yeah. Because, <laughs> see, she doesn't know all the stuff that's been going on in the background. Yeah. And about how they, he's basically, as you said, breaking their deal. Don's complete. This is a really weird episode that way. He's yeah. right about everything. Don's right about everything. And she's just being terrible because he's because right. Hurt, because she, he's right. And because it hurt her feelings. I mean, that's yeah. what it is here. Um, when she says you're a monster uh, and Don goes into the fetal position, that really hurts him. Eh? Like yeah. you could see it like it, it's like, and he doesn't even do the throw money at her or yell. That's what the money yeah. is for, or any of that kind of crap that he's done in the past. He just yeah. like curls into a ball and I assume starts quietly crying to himself. Like it's, well, really, yeah. Yeah. Cause I think he's like Pete, his confidence is, it's pretty is gone. low. It's pretty right? low. Yep. You know, the, the only difference is between him and Pete is that he can, he, he's good enough and experienced enough that he, he can, he can make it so that people don't see it. Exactly. Whereas Pete is just so amateurish. Everybody can see through Pete. Well, and you know, they Don's, can't. Don's lived a lie since he was 21 years old. Exactly. Exactly. You know, he knows how to live a lie. Uh, whereas Pete yeah. has no clue how to do anything other. I don't even think yeah. Pete knows how to be Pete. Uh, and then we end with porpoise song by the mm -hmm. monkeys. Yeah. From the, which I believe was the main theme from the movie head, which is yeah. a weird experimental movie with um, Jack Nicholson's in it. Yeah. And it's not very good. Did he direct, did he direct it? Did he direct that? I'm going to look that up. I can't remember if he directed it or not. I saw it years ago and I don't think it was very good. That's I, I haven't, I've never seen the whole movie. I've seen, I've seen bits of it, obviously clips, but I've never actually seen the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, well, that may be true with me too. I got to go to Wikipedia here. Head disambiguation head, the top Ooh. of the human head, head yeah. monkeys album, uh, songs, other media film. Head film, a film starring the monkey. Uh, hurry up. Will you just go there? It's not okay. Here we go. This is this is compelling internet content, ladies it and is, gentlemen. It is, it uh, is. Directed by Bob Rafelson. Oh, okay. So written by Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. That's probably that's probably what go. I was thinking. Of. And it's that's got, probably what I was thinking. And let's see what the critics, the I always want to quickly see what the critics' uh, reactions were. Reception. Here we go. Mm -hmm. um, a poor audience response in the August 1968 screening in Los Angeles eventually forced, forced producers to edit the picture from its original 110 minutes. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't see a whole lot here about what it doesn't. I don't think critics liked it a whole lot, and I, that's probably fair. I wonder what he, Leonard Malton thought. It's a good question. The film Gene was released on, on on September 18th on 1986 on VHS. Okay. <laughs> 
Oh, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's not. It's it's been released on Blu-ray twice. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Maybe. I'm sure it's probably also, had some kind of cult following. Now. It probably does. And you know, it's funny. I don't think people give the monkeys enough credit for actually being artists. No, I know, I know. And they really were. Yeah, they really it's not like they were. It's not like they were Millie Vanilli or anything. No, no, exactly. They were right? they, perfect, perfectly put. They were not Millie Vanilli. Uh, they were. They had some talent and they had some, you know, skills or whatever. And they made some good stuff. Um, yeah. I don't think this movie was one of the things, but they did. No. <laughs> uh, what I miss, Steve? Well, um, a couple minor things, but one big thing. I'll go with the big thing first. Okay. Um, there was that the, the confrontation between uh, Ted and Don after mm-hmm. the meeting. Yeah, you know where where you know where where you know Ted says, "What are you doing?" He says, "The best I can do," right? Because again, right. Don Don's in the right, and then he goes, "Your judgment's impaired." Yeah, right. You know, I mean, I think Don here is actually being genuine. Oh, I think so too. You know, he he said, "We've we've had this deal," you know, and you've got this kind of flirtation going on, but it's it's impairing your judgment. I think I think Don for one of the few times we've seen in the entire run of the show yeah. is actually being genuine and, and, you know, actually trying to help Ted. I think that's true. You know, I think, I think, I think so he's, too. you know, going through this kind of rebirth kind of thing is uh, sort of changing him. Yeah. We see kind of glimpses of Don being genuine. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'll see, you'll see that next week too. <laughs> Um, and just a couple things, mm-hmm. uh, small things. I, yes. I, li- I like the fact when, uh, Kenny gets shot in the face that they say, uh, pretend it's Ralph Nader. <laughs> That's right. I forgot when about you're that. shooting. <laughs> uh, um, we also find out that Cynthia is pregnant, pregnant. Oh, right. That's part. That's part of the reason why he wants, he, he, he wants to live. Uh, it's got a kid coming because he's got a kid coming. Yeah. I can. You know. <laughs> that's right. I I, I, I I also enjoyed the whole cran thing discussion. Cran, yes, cran pu- prune and it's like, you know, um, cra- well, we still have cran apple. They still there, yeah. Which is terrible. I like when he uh, says, "Oh, cranberry juice generally is awful. It needs yeah. so much vodka." Um, yeah. When he says, uh, "So the cran prune is," uh, and he said, "Tart." No, they, they started with. Uh, sour yeah horrible makes your teeth feel funny there's a, my, my favorite one is makes your teeth feel funny because i know exactly what he means there's nothing worse than prune juice well genocide yeah but if i was to rank it genocide yeah. prune juice like it's yeah. close yeah uh anyway on that note folks uh we will talk to you next week let's hear porpoise song by the monkeys yes and i will see you next week bye
where's where's my fucking mouse pointer? There it is. Okay. <laughs> I should I should leave that part in. Where's my fucking mouse pointer? Um Peggy? Pizza Hut!